Okay, we're live. We're live. This is episode 49 of the Push Shout Podcast. My name's Skip. And I'm Mike, and Skiffy has no place or no taste in video games. Intro. Hey, we haven't even. It's intro. It's, there's an intro. All right. This is the most important part of the podcast. Okay. It's the reason people watch every week, all our fans. Indeed. This channel is actually since growing. We got we're high getting budget. close to 100 now, so that's good. Yeah, we're, uh, we're going viral. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so I am the viral boy for Telecom Powder. This is Viral Skip. We got a podcast for you. This is Viral Push a Shout. We're, we're we are going viral permeating the internet. All right. Undertale. Let's talk about it. Okay, so I found, or I rediscovered, rather, a little game called Undertale. I played a demo of it um, a while ago. I feel like I'm the only one who didn't play the demo of it. I'd never even heard of it. Yeah, it was, well, I, I forgot that I'd even played it. I didn't match the name when I heard it. It was like a cool demo. It's just the very first part of the game in the ruins. And I remember thinking that th- this was funny, and there were some clever moments but I don't know how he's going to be able to make that into a whole game. Yeah. That gimmick might wear thin. But I I played Undertale, and I got to say, I am absolutely in love with this game. I'm I know you head are. head over heels. <laughs> this is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, it's the game, the only game that's ever closely reminded me of Cave Story. and It's masterful. It's a masterpiece. It's one of my favorite games. And I will defend it to the grave, you apostate. Well, you don't. You don't have to defend it too much because I don't. I don't. I don't dislike this game. I. I was frustrated with a few parts. There's a few things I don't like about it. As a whole, I think it's a. It's a. It's a pretty fucking so great let's, game. Let's clarify, and we we got to be careful to avoid spoilers because even if you're not a fan yeah. of it, and you gotta you gotta acknowledge that so much of the value comes from the surprises and the way that it. It, um, I guess I didn't feel like like I, everyone was talking about uh, not spoiling it, and I didn't feel like there was a big enough twist that it mattered. But, well, how, what, but I how, guess it depends what did on what playthrough you do and everything. I did a completely uh, uh, non-lethal playthrough. Completely non-lethal. So you you played through it, and then you went back and got a better. Is that what you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like two okay. endings, kind of. It's like Metal Gear Solid Five. <laughs> um, yeah, and I—I I mean, I—I I, I loved the story. I thought it was fantastic, and and I—I I don't know. I don't think the twists were like if that game had been spoiled for me, I don't think it would have ruined it very much, really. Uh, I, I think it was—it was it was it, it, it would have ruined it for me. Really? I don't know. Uh, that I—it's been a long time since I played a game that's had me smiling this much, just the entire time I'm playing. Um, it just the characters are fucking great they're they're charming and it's a sincere game with a lot of heart yeah and the great jokes and the gameplay is is you know it's it works with the jokes like there's a a monster called the sundare plane and it doesn't just work with the jokes it works with the story and the theme and everything that's 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 my biggest together that's one of the things i i i will i legitimately do love about the game is that it's it's a cohesive experience in every way. Like it is what a video game. It's like the ideal video game in that the gameplay yeah. completely backs up the story in a way that not very many games fully do. Like a lot of games try, but it, like that and Papers Please are are the first two things that are coming to my mind when I think of that. Uh, and and that I love that. My problem is that I don't enjoy bullet hell games at all, and I'm terrible <sighs> at them. And also, my controller wasn't working, and I felt like the keyboard controls were bad. So, the keyboard ugh. controls are, I think, better than the controller controls. My, I'm not used to using arrow keys, and my right hand, my right fingers, the fingers on my right hand were cramping up, and I was just, I, it was just a fucking disaster. I was so terrible. Well, I was dying all the time. See, so for the longest time, my favorite game has been Cave Story, and this may have su- supplanted that, but. One of the there's just so many similarities between this and Cave Story and things I, I love about both. Mm-hmm. Both games are primarily made by one guy doing almost all the assets, sound, the music, the programming, everything, the story. Uh, both games have multiple endings. Some are very very hard to get, and I really encourage you to do a genocide run because the story. I I'm definitely gonna do that. Yeah, the story. Uh, 
I don't want to spoil, but it does something that games have never done. I feel like I I, want to talk about it more. I I don't want to hype it up for myself because part of my, I think part of the reason that I didn't enjoy this game fully is because everything I heard from everyone who I trust with their opinions was saying it was the most amazing thing ever. And while I think it's great, I don't think it's the most amazing thing ever. I think it's fine. It's just a really great game. It's, it didn't blow me away. I, the ending was, was the last couple hours are, are pretty incredible, but like I, for most of it, I was just like, yeah, this is a cute video game and I'm enjoying it. I, I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't blown away. Uh, it's been I, such a great year for video games too that I feel like like if I've this came to, out last year, goddamn. I've got to put my foot down and say right. no. This is worth hyping <laughs> up. Uh, I I can't. I just can't help but gush over this game because I mean it's it's all I've been thinking about. It's just yeah. the the best. The music is incredible and it always perfectly fits the boss fight. And there's like. It, it is one of those. A, uh, it is one of those games that you think about while you're not playing it. While you're like yeah. at work, you're sitting there thinking, like, God, I I need to go back and 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 do this or do that. And like, what happens if I do that? It's and one of those unlike, kinds of things. Unlike a certain stinker that uh, <laughs> came out story wise recently, um, this game uses fourth wall breakage, the meta narrative. It uses it as an actual meta narrative. Yeah. It it serves a purpose in a story. Definitely. It all has direct impact on characters and that's great. And I that's I really encourage you to play a genocide ending. Yeah, I, I after after finally I only finished the game today. Uh I've I it I've, it's taken me like 4 days to finish it because what happened is I kept reaching points where I was like, "Oh, fuck this." And I turned it off because I was I I don't have a lot of patience for old style RPG games. I've really? never been able to play them. I, it's it's just rough for I, me. Like I, I I grew up on those. I yeah, I feel like that's another thing that I'm that really missing be. out on is I have zero nostalgia for that. None. Because when I tried to play those as a kid, I I had no fun. Uh those were like my favorite games. Yeah. Like Chrono Trigger and And there's a lot of like there's so much of that game comes from those games like intentionally evokes those games in a way that like i understand but i don't really connect with you know mm-hmm. and so that i i think that is a is a struggle for me where every time that i have to backtrack i i'm like oh god damn it like i just i don't know i don't know what it is about those kinds of games that just i i can't stand going through the same room twice you know uh well here's here's what i love about it every moment of it is memorable and unique Every enemy, generic mob, has a unique personality Personality in terms of how they're designed, but also a literal personality where you have to... Yeah. Some of them like to be complimented, and some of them don't want to be bullied, and you remember the actual enemies. It's not like Pokemon, where they're just wacky designs. And, and the You fact- remember the encounters, you remember every NPC, the slimy guy who's at the hotel diner the behind yeah. the counter, like... You remember all of it. The thing that surprises me, or surprised me at the end, was was how much it matters that those that those individuals NPCs are, are actually memorable. Like it actually takes advantage yeah. of that being like it's not they're not just unique for the sake of keeping the experience fresh. They're unique so that you remember them, and and then it gets called upon later. And and that's that's really really it, that was a great feeling. Like. The the ending was by far the best part of the game for me because it was just it, the the kinds of feelings it gave you was awesome. The ending reminded me of Gurren Lagann. Yep, I I I wouldn't have thought of that if I didn't see your tweets yesterday talking about it. But like I because I, I I hadn't seen that any of that part like when you first was were talking about that, so I was completely confused. I, I didn't really understand the Gurren Lagann connection, and then yeah, that ending is <laughs> very it's, it's, very much. I so. was like I was feeling it like yeah. Uh, I, you know, I obviously it's not movie. as much of a visual feast as Gurren Lagann, but no. the ending really feels like you're. I really don't want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to spoil it either. There's, there's, there's we can probably we'll probably spoil and then it I, like I next highly, week or something. I highly people... recommend that you play the genocide route. Yeah, I will. I will. I promise. I'm, I'm not looking also forward to playing through some of that, but it's I, I can, it's I can it's incredible. It. it like some of the gameplay in that is just amazing you might not like it because it's bullet hell but yeah the bullet hell i stuff. really like it well I'm that's just bad thing. at it i i remember the thread that i kind of trailed off on with cave story 
the end of Cave Story, the end game, once you do get like the good ending, when you try to go for the best ending, the final area is like bullet hell. The mm-hmm. rest of the game isn't. But that part is, and that's the part that you basically play the most. That's like the challenge area. And it controls kind of like uh, Undertale actually controls with the jetpack. And so gameplay-wise, how it feels, how charming the whole atmosphere is, uh, the cast of characters is so well-rounded. Like, all of them are their own little personalities, and they like certain things, and I God, I wish I could talk about all of it. They're though. really likable, and and the fact that they're likable is is integral to the how the yeah, game. Yeah, it's not just cute. Yeah, they the I I can't talk about it. Yeah. I, I really can't go into any detail. <laughs> uh, I I will unreservedly recommend this as highly as I could recommend a game. I would also I would also recommend it to anyone. I'm very I'm I is it's only ten bucks, which is a, a steal basically because you're you're getting one of the best games of the year at least, and uh, it's a lot longer than I thought, which at first I didn't like. I when I was going through the snow level at the towards the beginning of the game, I was thinking like I was halfway through <laughs> and I was not at all halfway through it's, uh, yeah it, it's complete it's this is an early access it's a long yeah. really really well planned and executed game uh, again I don't want to spoil exactly how but there's just so much detail I'll give one example this is one little tease there's a boss no okay no, I'm not going to. I'm going to resist. I'm going to resist. <laughs> but you can see, you can see how painful this is. Well, we'll talk about it. And that should make it. you want to play this game. We'll talk about it, just not this episode, because I, I do think a lot of people haven't played it yet. I think a lot of people are on the fence. Yeah, and I, don't, so, I wouldn't want to spoil it for people. I was surprised at how low it was on the top seller list on Steam, actually, because of how much buzz I'd heard about it. But Actually, I want to check it right now. Yeah, yeah, I'd like Last to see. I checked... Uh, it was on the second page when I bought it. Last I checked, though, on Metacritic right now. Mm. Undertale it's like a 98. The highest rated PC game of all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, which I don't. I don't it doesn't know have that. many reviews, but, uh, so it probably yeah. won't stay there. Yeah. But it's it's it it's a very good game. Recognition. It does. Uh, I yep. We'll talk about it more next week. I think. I I just I agree with you. I I don't I don't want to ruin it for anyone, and and everyone should play it for sure. Uh, yes. So, moving on, for now at least, uh, what else? Have you, have you played any other video games? I did. <laughs> I played a little bit of Witcher 2, um, besides the usual Project M screwing around that I do. Right. Um, I, I played some more Witcher 2. Uh, I'm not really too interested at this point. Um, it's just been going on too I, long? No, I, I got to a new... Well, it, it does feel kind of dragged out at, at this point, because... I just it's just been months where I, it was unplayable, yeah. And now I I had to transfer saves, and it was that was a whole process. And the quest area that I'm in is pretty boring, but I'm gonna get through it because I want to play Witcher Three. I I've so mentioned good. this before, but I launched Witcher Three for just like a couple minutes and walked out on the balcony, and that was what motivated me to go back and play Witcher Two. Yeah, I think so. I think that that probably. I wouldn't be able to resist doing that either, but that probably uh, soured Witcher 2 a little bit because now you're just thinking about getting into Witcher 3, and so now your attitude with Witcher 2 is just going to be, all right, I just got to finish this so I can play Witcher 3, which isn't going to make it as enjoyable as it. I think if I sit down with it and really get invested in the the world again, then that won't be so much a problem. Yeah. But it's just even the, the subtle differences in how Geralt moves... Walking around that Yennefer apartment, area, yeah. whatever penthouse on the hill, I don't know what it was because I never left the room. <laughs> but it's just so stiff in Witcher Two. And right. speaking of stiff Witcher games, did you stream Witcher One? Oh God, I streamed Witcher One. So I, I first of all, I finished Witcher Three finally, uh, the main storyline at least, and uh, and it. It's a very good story all the way through. It had a very satisfying ending and 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 very obviously multiple endings. Uh, like I got mostly what I would call good endings. Like there's there's a few things where you can tell like okay, it's checking this off the list, just off the this off the list, and this off the list. Like here's the way the state that you left the world in, and here's these specific characters and 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 how you you changed 
you know, their outcomes. And most of it, I think I, I think the characters were, were well off, but the world was not well off. I, I did not, uh, I did not help out, uh, Tamaria very much, unfortunately. Uh, so <laughs> it was, it, I, I'm actually probably going to play through it. I didn't think I was going to play through it again at all. Cause there's like a new game plus thing they added. And people were asking me if I was going to play it, and I said definitely not because what's the point? I've already played it. Now I'm thinking maybe I'll play it again, um, especially after playing Witcher One and Two, which planning on getting through. And uh, I think that'll kind of give me a new light on the story. But yeah, I uh, finished Witcher Three and then jumped into Witcher One against a lot of people's advice, who said don't don't even play Witcher One. <laughs> um, it it is a it is a stiff game that is a very good word for it it uh the combat here's what the combat boils down to attack dated yeah a tad yeah the combat boils down to uh you click on an enemy to to do a a sequence of swings and then when the cursor changes color for like a second you click again to do another sequence and then you 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 do that pattern until the enemy's dead uh Obviously, there's more to it than that because you can you involve the magic and the potions and different stances or whatever. But it is very, very unresponsive. Like it's just a very stiff game. Uh, but I don't mind that so much. I are Marwin's one of my favorite games of all time, and it has some of the worst combat of all time, much worse than than The Witcher One. Um, so I can handle it. The problem came when I finally got all the way through the first area, which apparently is the worst area of the game, and got to the boss. And the boss, like I've, I, I'm playing on normal. I didn't have any problem with anything in the first area. I get to the boss, just destroyed. There's like eight enemies that attack you at once. It doesn't give you any time to. It auto saves, so there is an auto save feature, thank God. But it 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 auto saves into a dialogue sequence that then goes into a cutscene that then goes directly into a boss fight with no time to prepare, so no potions to drink or anything like that. You're just instantly fighting. And when you die, you have to go back through the dialogue sequence and everything and then to the boss fight. It's really, really annoying, really terrible. I don't even like it. It seems literally impossible to beat the boss. I have a video. I have an unlisted video on my YouTube channel about it because it's just like I'm doing my best. Obviously, I'm doing everything I can. And the boss has this. It's not even it's not even an attack that they use. So like you can't like stun him and stop him from using the attack it just automatically uses this attack that or not attack. It's like a defensive thing that affects you and it stuns you for like several seconds. It's called pain. And basically Geralt just goes for like six seconds while they just bite you and kill you. And it is the worst thing ever. I hate it. I, I want to get through that one boss just to play the rest of the game. I'm thinking of just blatantly cheating to do it because it doesn't seem worth it to do it the proper way. Like it's just so bad. Uh, so that's not fun. Uh, it's it that's it's a weird game. I was actually enjoying it up to that point, uh, even even though that was it has a lot of problems and none of none of its individual elements are as good as the sequels. So it's rough, but uh, but I'm looking forward to Witcher two. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that that sucked. God. I can't believe, like, I re- literally, like, I've look, I looked it up online, and there were a bunch of people who have the same exact problem. I don't know how they left that in the game the way it was. Like, such a ridiculous ramp up in difficulty that that's completely without warning. <sighs> well, to shift gears a little bit, have you played Soma? No, I've seen some gameplay. I need to play Soma. I've seen probably, like, the first hour hour and a half something like that because uh, amnesia the dark descent that was a good game even though everybody imitated it. it for a long long time that game was good and so i'm really interested to see i underwater settings are just scary because yeah you, you can't definitely. escape yeah There's nowhere to go um and i i really want to see what they were able to do with i that. i gotta say I, I was kind of looking forward to that game a little bit. Like, I had reservations, but I was kind of looking forward to it. And I hadn't played Amnesia or anything. Uh, people seemed pretty excited about it. And then I watched the first hour and a half or so, and just... I would recommend watching a little bit of it before you actually play it, because I just don't... It doesn't look that appealing to me. Um, 
the the voice acting is kind of just bad oh, almost really? endearingly bad though like it's almost bad enough to be good uh because like the main character he's just okay so this is the comparison i made you know the uh the burger time video from mecca gamezilla yeah. the the american voice in that <laughs> it's like he, oh god now i'm trying to think of um it's like uh Oh, uh, you want me to play this video game? Like everything is very like it's obviously a British person trying to make an American accent and and enunciating each syllable very very clearly, and and for some oh. reason the main character of of Soma talks like that and it's really really off putting. It's also weird just the main character talking as much as he does is weird because uh, you're in like a first person perspective and also a plot kind of annoying. The plot I'm pretty sure I can predict exactly what the plot is like just from the first hour 100% like I'm very very confident that I know exactly what the twist is it, it, it seems super obvious and maybe that's maybe that's intentional but I don't have that much faith in the storytelling of this game for, for that to be intentional so I don't know okay I don't, well, check I don't it out. know very much all I know about it is that it's underwater and scary the thing, the thing that that appealed to me about it um, is that it's supposed to be ostensibly it is uh, exploring sci-fi concepts of like the difference between man and machine, and and you know what makes a man, that kind of thing. But I, I don't think it, I don't know if it does a very good job of that. Uh, it, I don't know. Well, we'll see. I guess we'll see. I yeah. I, I I hope you play it so that I can hear your account of it because I I'm not gonna buy it. No way. Uh, not from what I've seen. So, so you spend your money. <laughs> um. All right. Let's see. There was something I forgot to mention. No, there wasn't. Do you want to talk about news now? Yeah. Sure. There's some news. Um. It's most of it is is just goofy shit. Uh. So I'll start out with the goofiest. <laughs> Just, I really enjoyed this. Uh, have you heard of Direct to Drive, or do you remember Direct to Drive? I've heard about this. Yep. They. Uh, I won't steal your thunder. Go for they, it. They have a. They had. I don't know. Maybe it's still going on. They have a sale going on this week. I think uh, called the the. I, I think it was just called like the trigger warning sale or some stupid shit like that, and it said like. Uh, celebrating our most diverse, unique, and and progressive games or something like that, and. Uh, and game journalists were freaking out about it, about how offensive yeah. it was and everything, and giving it all sorts of advertising. I hadn't, nobody had thought of direct to drive in probably years, and now everyone's talking about it, which is exactly what they wanted. And I just thought to, I thought it was really funny. But you should look up direct to drive's yeah, tweets it's like because it's fucking dynamite. hilarious. All you have to do to get coverage is piss off games journalists. Yeah, hatred, hatred proved it as a concept, and direct to drive perfected it because uh, <laughs> nobody's actually offended, like. I say nobody. Nobody who matters is offended by this stupid little advertisement that's called a... No sizable consumer base <laughs> yeah, is offended. Yeah. And, uh, and then the people who are affected, or who act like they're affected at least, uh, signal boost it, which is exactly what they want. Signal boost. <laughs> signal boost. So I thought that was funny. I just thought that was worth mentioning. Um, Tony Hawk 5 came out this week. It looks like shit. It is shit, it turns out. What a surprise. Uh, does it play like shit, or does it just look like shit? All of the above, apparently. Because um, Yeah, it looks really bad. We've known it looks really bad for a long time. I thought maybe, like, maybe not so much that it looked bad intentionally, but that, you know, they didn't care about graphics, and they were focusing entirely on gameplay. I thought, maybe, you know, there's still hope. Apparently not. It's uh, It looks really bad. Uh it looks completely unfinished. It looks like it was just pushed out the door in an instant. Uh, <laughs> there's not even there are very many maps, and the maps that there are, they're just like kind of empty. And you can do a list of objectives that are just like all really repetitive, sh- stupid shit. It looks really bad. Also, they they ruined rough. a they ruined a core part of like Tony Hawk has a feel to it. Have you ever like gotten into the Tony Hawk games? Oh yeah, yeah. I played a lot of them. As a kid. So you know, there's like a feel. Like you could put that game down for ten years and come back to it, and it's like riding a bike. Like you know how things work. You get into it, and, yeah. and you understand the rhythms I of kinda, it. Yeah, I know how like this how the snapping to the rail. Kind yeah, of feels well, or... the snapping to the rail. It's funny you mentioned that because now 
when like so you're in the air and you hold down Y or triangle or whatever, and you're gonna grind on the rail that's nearest to you when you come down to it. That's that's what you think in your head. That's what you've known for like what two decades now. Well, now they've changed that so that when you press triangle or Y, you slam onto the ground like really quickly. Like it's, I guess you're yeah, supposed to wait until you're over the rail and then press it so that you like slam down onto the rail. And it looks like the rhythm just doesn't feel good at all. It looks terrible. I, I don't know why they would do that because there was nothing wrong with the the old way of doing things. Maybe I'm just grumpy and old, but it looks it's nobody likes that game. Uh, but it turns out the reason, or what what is likely the reason that that it's this way, is that uh, the Tony Hawk contract with Activision was due to expire in 2015, uh, perhaps like near this date. So. They just they clearly just pushed out the game in the state that it was in without any care to quality. Uh lots of that going around. Yeah, and then they put a they put they put the five on the end of the name, which would imply that like this is it. This is the sequel to the Tony Hawk series that people have been waiting for, not just some spinoff, but also it's sixty dollars and it looks like a fifteen dollar game. It looked uh, like an iPad game. Yeah, it could, that it could a probably Snapdragon processor would run, and off. yet, and yet there are frame rate issues with it, uh, even with how bad it looks. That's but great. thanks a lot, Activision. Um, That's almost good to hear. <clears throat> yeah. Um, have you heard of Beginner's Guide? This Davy Reedin, I think that's how you pronounce his last name, Reedin Redin. Uh, I have not. Well, you've heard of Stanley Parable. Yeah. The guy who made Stanley Parable named. David Redden, Redden, whatever. Uh, he's going to come out with a game. I think it might have come out today, actually. Or it's coming out very soon. Um, called Beginner's Guide. And I, I'm i not sure if it's comedic. It doesn't seem like it's comedic. It seems like it's... it's. I don't even know what you would call it. Uh, the concept, I think... There, I've seen the trailer, and the concept seems to be... Uh, you're exploring a person, or maybe multiple people's uh, kind of like throwaway experimental source levels or mods or what whatever. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I don't, got zero information from those words that you just said. So, <laughs> it, 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 trying to explain it is really hard. Um, <laughs> turns out. Uh, so like, it, I think what he's done is he's built a lot of what at least appear to be source levels, like Maiden Hammer. Okay, Source Engine. All right. Yeah, and and the idea is you you're exploring these experimental games or levels or whatever, and uh, and and the David Reedon is narrating it and trying to come up with conclusions about the person who made them based on how they're made or something like that. I don't know how deep it goes into like game theory and stuff, but it it sounds really interesting or at least really unique. I've got to check it out just because it's so it looks like something that's obviously never been done before. It looks completely bizarre. Uh, yeah, Stanley Parable was neat. So I like Stanley playing. Parable a lot. Undertale reminded me of Stanley Parable a lot because it the the fourth wall breaking and the kind of subverting expectations and stuff. It's it's very Stanley Parable. Um, I want to talk too much more about Undertale, but. In my we can opinion, we can talk as much as you want about it. In my opinion, Undertale handles the fourth wall breakage much better than Stanley Parable. Uh, yeah. I feel like it uses the fourth wall breakage to a dramatic effect, and for the Stanley Parable, it just all feels silly. And Undertale harmless. Undertale does a better job of what it's trying to accomplish than Stanley Parable. I agree. I, I think, uh, and yeah, the fourth wall it's it kind of breaks the fourth wall in a different way. Stanley Parable's on the nose on purpose. Yeah. And Undertale is a little more subtle about it, uh, but yeah, definitely, I I, I agree. Stanley Parable is great. I love Stanley Parable, but it's it it's not it's no Undertale. Uh, so anyway, yeah, that's, that looks really people were talking this up. People were hyping me up on Twitter. They're like, Skippy's been talking shit, man. It's Undertale. Yeah. Well, and I, 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 did, I never really hated it. I certainly never hated it. But I made a couple tweets when I was first playing it, where I was just kind of like. I don't know. This game seems all right, and I don't really see what's so great about it. Good old but, snarky skip. Yeah, yeah. I was being real snarky, uh, but 
first of all, I had only played the first couple of areas, first three areas, I think. And in my opinion, the best area was the one that I hadn't quite got to yet, which was which is the hot zone or. I think it's really? what's called you the hot zone. I loved it. I just that's, the story. That's, that's fast. Uh, the story. Well, the, yeah. I mean, I mean the, environment? the zone itself. I don't really care. I, 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 the environments. I've never been like the pixel art stuff. Just doesn't do that much for me. I, I don't. I just don't care. It's just something that I'm walking through. You know. Uh, it. I. I don't know. I. I, I wasn't blown away by, away by any of the environments. It's funny. Well, so I wasn't really talking about the environments either, but the hot zone was probably my least favorite area. Why? But for this, not not because I didn't like it. I just didn't like it as much as I like the other areas. Um, Do you I, think just like the humor wasn't as good, or uh, I, the humor was still very funny? I, I love. Um, I, I forgot his name. Metaton. No, not Metaton. I'm talking about one of the minor characters, the little flame guy. His name's Heat yeah. Flamesman. Heat Flamesman. He, he says not his name. You're not supposed hey, to forget his name. I remembered it. <laughs> okay, yeah. I remembered did. it. Okay. So he says, "Hey, my name's Heat Flamesman. Remember <laughs> the name." And you talk to him next time. Do you remember my name? Yes or no? <gasps> and he's just shocked, <laughs> the, and then he's frozen that way for all yeah. time. Yeah, you go back like two hours later, and he's still. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty good. I, I guess here's one of the things that I'll say, because this has been known since the demo came out in 2013. Um, Undertale, it's a it's like a traditional RPG in like the basic framing of it, but there's a lot of fourth wall breaking meta things going on. And one of the things that it does is remembers what you do in previous saves. So you can, I don't, this was in the demo, you can kill a certain character and then you can go back yeah. and save them. I never did and that, then, but I heard and then the game, it. And then the game will tell you, I know what you did. <laughs> you killed her and then you regretted it. So you thought you could reset it, but I know what you did. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. Uh, I'm, I'm sad that I didn't discover that, but like, I just didn't feel like experimenting uh but yeah hot zone the thing i liked about the hot zone was it was the introduction of meta metaton and he is my favorite by far my favorite thing about the game i i just really every time he showed up i got excited i loved it it was it was uh, metaton was pretty good <laughs> i loved it sans is my favorite i i like sans but again i sans to me represents just like the kind of keep i'm not gonna call dude. it i'm not keep gonna playing. call it meaningless keep but playing just, okay keep playing okay but yeah i metaton every time he showed up i was yes i was like actually like really i love his his uh flamboyant (laughs) presence the the, the boss fight yeah oh god did you okay i'll this is very minor um so just cover yours for about 30 seconds if you really really care but this is minor uh when he asked you to write an essay did you know if you say fuck you then you'll lose ratings, and then he'll say this is a family-friendly show. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I, I think you, I think if you say like you're handsome or something, I think I read that 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 like increases the ratings. But I, I think I wrote like uh, I don't know. I I, re- I wrote something, but I didn't get any kind of response from it. Uh, I that yes, Metaton <laughs> is great. <laughs> Let's not spoil any more things because I want to. I want to yeah, keep talking yeah. about those individual moments, and and I can't. Oh my god, the music! I'll just say this: the music during the not only the Metaton sequences, yeah, but so pretty much all the boss. The whole game's music is is something that I don't think a lot of people are talking about. But it's no, I think awesome. I, they are okay. because the, Toby seen. Fox, Toby Fox has been like the audio director of Homestuck, which is a popular web comic by which terrible, I couldn't care less terrible about fans. Uh, but he's he makes a lot of music for it, and he's been doing it for a long time. And his main occupation for years has been as a musician, first, which I is did interesting. Not know that. It's interesting because Pixel, uh, Daisuke Amaya, who made Cave Story, he was the same way. He was more programming oriented, but he was try mostly trying to make a program that could synthesize music. Right. And then he built a game kind of around that. So yeah, musicians are creative people, I guess. Yeah, uh, that yeah, <laughs> the music is fantastic. I I think one of my favorites was the the spider boss fight music. Oh yeah, Muffet. 
Was that his name? Her name? Uh, yeah. I. Uh, all of yeah. these characters are just. It's it's so well rounded. That's all yeah. I can say about it. They're, yep. Every character feels distinct from every other character, and they're all interesting. And you know what? Here, here's what I think people aren't talking about. If the so-called social justice crowd is looking for like a champion of uh, progressive sexual identity right. <laughs> values, like this game has a blatant disregard for gender and yeah. heteronormative relationships, but nobody talks about it because yeah. it's just too good and it's well, too and hard it doesn't draw and it requires attention. skill. Exactly. The reason people aren't talking it's about totally it is because it doesn't pander to that crowd. Exactly. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I, 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 yep. Every part of that game is very lovable. Uh, no doubt about it. It's very sincere. It actually made me go back. Okay, this is something I can talk about. I did play another game. I started one. Um, it made me go back and play Earthbound. I never played mm-hmm. Earthbound before, and I know that it's common knowledge that this game is inspired a lot by yeah. um, by Earthbound, much like Homestuck was inspired a lot by Earthbound. Um, and I'm playing it, and a lot of it is carried over. Like when you fight regular mobs in that game, like a stray dog is one of the enemies. And when you beat it, it just says it became tame, and it's just it's all better now, and it's all cute. And then you, the way you save is you call up your dad on the phone, and he'll tell you a little story about growing up or or taking it's like responsibility. It's good. Um, it's, hey, it's very very charming. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I I know. I like if I went to try to play Earthbound, I know I wouldn't be able to. I just don't have enough patience with that kind of old game. Uh, but. Anyway, God. Okay, wait. One last thing. One last spoiler that I want to. I want to mention. Did you notice? This is so minor, so don't even worry about it. But I feel like I'm the only one who noticed it, or I want to be the only one. I don't know. Um, there's a part in the hot zone where what's his, her name? The, the scientist who's Alphys. autistic <laughs> is is like making making status updates about anime, and uh, and if there's it's there's a save zone, and the save zone will say like what the zone is after you save but yeah. I, it's really easy to miss and and that zone that that she's doing that in is called the bad opinions zone <laughs> i thought it was, I I thought it was really that. funny because it was like so small like just such a little like uh, something i almost missed and then i saw it and that's what i like it's like the stuff that like you could so easily miss or skip over but it's it, it gives you a lot of gratification when you actually like there's the plant i have no more spoilers no more spoilers yeah this game is uh it's special. It's a very special game. Um, you might not like it as much as I do. I just don't like the gameplay. I just at the I moment just don't like the gameplay. At the moment, I haven't played The Witcher Three, but this is my game of the year so far. I don't think that this will beat out Witcher Three because if your your enthusiasm for this game, there's no way Witcher Three will will be able to. I just don't think that's possible. <laughs> um, and and Witcher Three doesn't. I would. I don't know. I, whatever. It's impossible to compare this to Witcher Three. That's yeah, another thing. It's, it's, like, it's, it's meaningless to say that this is better than The Witcher Three or something like that. Right, like, right. It, it's completely meaningless. Um, I think the Metal Gear Solid Five comparison, though, is one that can be made. At least from is, a story perspective. Exactly. Yeah. This is how you do a meta, meta yeah. narrative in a game. I mean, you can also say the same thing about Metal Gear Solid Two, but this came out this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Enough. Enough about Undertale. Uh, we have to mention this because for, this has just been like the only thing I've seen in the last week. Everyone's talking about it. It's the buzz on the internet right now is that someone I've never heard of named Phil Owen wrote a book about Before video Before we games. get to this, this is more SGW gamer journalism drama. <laughs> Turn this but, off uh, right now if you don't want to hear about it. No, no, no. <laughs> That's what... I was glad to be late to the party on this. Yeah. I eventually wound up reading up and catching up, but... When I found out about it, I realized that I was already at least a couple days out of the loop, mm-hmm. and I felt good. It's like I'm free. This, <laughs> this stuff has to come to me now. Yeah, and there's there's great. there's still a couple people that I follow on Twitter that that are pretty on top of this stuff, and and there's even people there's there's a significant amount of people who will just message me out of nowhere with a link to something like this, and I'm like, don't do this to me. Don't message me your depressing video game breaking news things. Uh, but anyway, I, yeah. I think it's worth talking about because it. it is it is a lot of 
a lot of people are talking about it, and I actually think I actually think there's something worth discussing here that has nothing to do with social justice or any of that bullshit. Um, but anyway, this guy wrote a book. It's the book looks terrible. We won't talk about. Uh, there's nothing to talk about. It's barely a book. It looks bad. It looks like a bad it's, book. It's a collection of nine blog posts called chapters. He spends like a third of the book talking about himself. It, it, it looks really bad. Uh, also, there was a polygon, not article. There was a polygon uh, feature that took an excerpt of the book, and and the polygon feature said that it was written by polygon staff, and all the gamergators were freaking out because apparently that's a breach of ethics, but it's not because it says this is an excerpt from Phil Owen's book. They don't need to say that the that the feature on the website is by Phil Owen. Anyway, I thought that was really stupid. But here's the here's the interesting thing that I think is worth talking about. Um, one of the things that a lot of people have been focusing on in this guy's um, set of arguments is uh, is kind of we actually this is a lot of what we talked about already today. But uh, the idea of gameplay either supporting or uh, conflicting with the artistic yeah. direction yeah. of the game. We've uh, talked, and I specifically have talked about this a lot in yeah. different videos. I think it's a really interesting topic because I think it's something that, that video games haven't really discovered a lot yet. Like, most video games that come out, I think, kind of treat story and gameplay separately. Like, take Metal Gear Solid, for instance. I don't think there's a whole lot of, you know, merging Synthesis. of those two things. Yeah, uh, it's That's true. But the most irritating thing about this uh, this guy's book to me and to um, Adrian Schmeilars, who the, did me the honor of... Is that really how you pronounce his last name? No. I'm, I'm, assuming, it? it's, I'm assuming it's Schmeilars or uh, Schmeilars. I, I have no idea. No Either idea. Way, uh, it's Polish or something. kind of Polish name. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he was so kind as to read it for me. And quote yeah. Some, <laughs> yeah. some lengthy passages. Yeah, very good, good article. Good, good bits. Uh, uh, yeah, it, he's he's a great writer. Yeah, just fiction and, and he's level headed. Like he he talks about oh, yeah. these really like hot topic issues, but he kind of he's he's he, he does a very level approach. And then even when he wants to get like kind of irritated, he can call somebody a jerk off, but he builds to it in <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's really interesting to read, but. uh Anyway, he he treats this what I'd say is about two or three years behind the the dialogue. Yeah, uh, I mean this. He acts like he's presenting a new argument. He says this is something that people haven't addressed, and now I'm going to do it because nobody yeah. else could. It is such but a self-centered. This is, this is two or three years ago this was a mainstream he even uses the last of us as one of his criticism main examples of like of like a pinnacle or like leading edge yeah and so it's like the last of us like i don't think of that today as as the leading edge of any kind of like any right part of video games games since a lot of games since then have done all of the things that last of us have tried to do better um so yeah, that I, I maybe it was written in 2013. I don't know, but uh, yeah. Uh, well, that's when a lot of the I noticed that there's not so much gameplay as art discussion anymore. Um, the conversation's essentially over. Uh, kind of yeah. agree with people agree with us for the most part now. So yeah, but like I don't think it's as simple as agreement and disagreement. I think I think well, the I know there's I know that there's nuanced opinions, but most people I talk to now, they'll say gameplay can be used in harmony with other qualities of the game to, com- to create a more complete artistic package, and it doesn't always have to. Sometimes it can be just fun. Yeah, like that—that's a pretty common position lately, and it's—it's it's not so controversial to suggest that gameplay is valuable in itself. Or the that, fact that it was ever controversial yeah. is kind of terrifying, but. Uh... But anyway, I, I I did I did think that um I did think that people the the problem like I think the, the the part of the reason that people were freaking out about this guy's argument is that he presents it so badly that I don't think people either people don't understand his argument or the argument itself just doesn't have enough substance to stand on its own anyway. But people project their own 
right. conflicting a, opinion onto it. It's a high-profile blip yeah. on this topic's radar. Uh, and so people are able to attach a lot of baggage to it. But I, um, I, I, I do wish that... I, I agree that I think that the game's... Gameplay versus art, if you want to say that, would, is, is an outdated kind of outlook. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that... that uh, from what I see, I don't see a lot of people talking about how those two things work together enough. I think a lot of game, like games like Undertale come out and everyone praises them, but I, I, I don't see a lot of in-depth discussion of here's, here's what's so amazing about so. what it's doing. And it's still so rare too, to we see are, games that do it. And we're, we'll probably talk about it on this show, but on my Cheating on You podcast, right. Between the Ass Cheeks... We're going to be having a discussion of Undertale. Maybe you could join us. <laughs> sure, I'd be happy to. Experience uh, <laughs> podcaster to whip the boys in shape. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just, I think that I, 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 I trolled all of my Twitter followers. I, I made a, I made a kind of an inflammatory tweet that said that I agreed <laughs> with that guy's article uh, when, <laughs> when there's really not much there to agree with. But I do, <laughs> I do think. Uh, I do think that there was a point there that, that he was making that people weren't really pay, paying attention to, which is that games like The Last of Us, they put in, and, and Adrian, whatever, uh, <laughs> addresses this, they put in a lot of arbitrary gameplay decisions that distract you from the immersion and distract you from the storytelling, and they don't serve any purpose other than to say, that, this is a video game, and I, I don't like that. I don't know about that. That's where I'll agree more with uh, with Adrian Schmeilars, Kmeilars, because I, I, that's the thing. He makes a good point about certain people having been raised on video games, and I'm not saying you weren't, but I, there's a lot. There's certain types of video games that I definitely was not raised on. There's there's a certain things are just transparent to some people. You could not show The Last of Us to an 80 year old and just have them get the the impact of everything. Some things would be distracting. Having a button prompt on the screen, that might just break everything. When, so, I, when I play Last so of Us... So I understand why the shivs would be a problem to some people. The, the thing is, I feel that you really have to try to break your own immersion to get to that point where you're noticing things like that. That it's very, very possible for that to be totally clear and transparent, but... I played The Last of Us less than a year ago, I think, um, and I, I I didn't finish it, but I played probably the first ten hours or so. And, I finished uh, it probably two years ago, just for context. But. I I was enjoying it, but uh, I I think I was hit with I wouldn't describe it like the problems that that Phil Owen or whatever has with The Last of Us aren't the ones like I don't care about the shivs right. running out or things like that. But the I do ladders. think that the, the gameplay is presented in a very almost puzzle-like nature where you've got... That stuff is There's one segment in particular where you're going through a skyscraper that's, like, tilted over or whatever, and there's a bunch of clickers, and they have very specific patrol routes, and you have a very... Or at that time, I had a very specifically limited amount of, of weapons and stuff to use, and I had to kind of repeat it over and over to figure out the exact path that I needed to take through to get through it. And it totally took me out of the survival. Like it didn't yeah. feel right at all. And yep. that was. And I think part of the problem was that came. I at least I played it after so many games focused on survival as its core mechanic and even core theme, and and did it in a way that is emergent to use a buzzword. Like it feels natural and and it feels like you're actually improvising while the last of us feels like they're giving you this tool and this tool and this tool. Now solve this puzzle with those tools. And it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't carry that theme with it of survival. I I don't think. And that was part of my problem with the, I I didn't enjoy playing the last of us almost primarily because of that reason. And, and because I wanted to, I wanted the story to continue, but the story almost, I wouldn't say conflicted with the gameplay, but I felt like I was just having they to get through the gameplay they to get to the story. They weren't working together tightly yeah. by any means. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is, to bring up Undertale again, mm-hmm. all the more reason to appreciate games like that. And there's all kinds of games that do that well, uh, that reinforce their stories with their gameplay. But yeah. and Undertale I have very... is the specific recent example of just I... that being done 
wonderfully. I have a very short fuse. I've got very little patience in video games in general. And, uh, and so in Undertale, a lot of the times when I would get really frustrated at like a boss or something like that, once I would finish the boss, same for like Dark Souls and stuff, I'd get really frustrated. I'd hate the game for it. I'd finish it and I'd realize that frustration is part of what makes the actual, the whole experience as a whole better. And I don't think that that's true 100% of the time, even in Undertale or Dark Souls, which are two games that do it really well and that I love. But, because there's a balance there that's really hard to find because every player is different, obviously. Like, I'm bad at bullet hell, so it's harder for me to get through a lot of these bosses than probably most people. Um, yeah, I but, have a fun time with your genocide. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I, I... Undertale did it well. And, and I, I was frustrated as I was playing through a lot of parts, and then I would get through it and say, like, you know what? That was totally worth the frustration, and, and that's part of... You know, the whole determination theme of that game is is supported by you being frustrated I, with I really I really wish you would finish this game cuz the, the the true we'll ending it. of the the themes of the game the resolution of everything comes through genocide We'll get to it. I'll get we I'll will. get through it and we'll we'll talk about it maybe next week and if not next week the next. So, yes. it'll definitely happen. But uh yeah, god. What a, what a good year for video games. It I really can't, was. I can't get over how awesome and we got this Fallout 4 coming out. It's, I, I, Fallout, it's I, be, might, I might yeah. buy Fallout 4 full price. I might I'll that. buy Fallout 4. Um, I don't I know. Buy it. I'm definitely going to buy it. I, probably the reason, the main reason I'm going to buy it is just because I feel like I need to experience it because everyone else I, is going to be playing it. I, and had all that. Fun. I had fun playing Fallout 3. It wasn't mm-hmm. as good as Fallout New Vegas. It wasn't it was the worst Fallout game, really. I, I had so the same experience with Fallout 3 that I had game. with all the other Bethesda games after morrowind which is yeah this is awesome this is awesome this is awesome wait a minute i'm starting to see through this game and then by the time i like get through the main storyline i'm just like this is fucking stupid and i'm tired of it uh fallout 4 does look like it does some things significantly differently that hopefully it will be i I really do want it to be very good it seems like it'll be worth 60 bucks it's a bethesda game it'll be worth the money just in times of in terms except for skyrim i only got like nine hours out of and then i quit but I feel like I could what? still go back and play more of the Skyrim and probably Skyrim enjoy it. But like, you only played nine hours. Of I just didn't enjoy it. I just was not having any fun. That's uh, fair. But... I got through a lot. Like I got through a lot of the main storyline. I kind of rushed through it. I think a little bit unintentionally. Uh, and it's I got pretty boring. I saw it's a lot a of the world. Game. And yep, the main storyline's really boring, and the world is really boring. And I was really disappointed because I thought both of those things were going to be great. Uh, I don't know. I, I was just so disappointed in Skyrim that I think I just couldn't play anymore because I was sad. Because <laughs> um, I was actually like, I was really, I don't know why, but I was super excited about Skyrim. Like, I was ready to jump into that game. Me too. I was very, very excited. I was four years younger than you, so I yeah. was totally bought into the hype. I was, I, I was bought into the hype. I had it pre-ordered. I, I was, I was, I got it out of the mailbox and I was like, oh, hell yeah. And, you know, I was, I, it was like I was a child again. And after a couple of, just actually, like, even in the first hour of playing it, I was going, oh, wait, this is, I know what this game is. And I, uh, just like, ah, uh, we'll see. We'll see how Fallout 4 is. I, 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 however Fallout 4 turns out, I think it'll make a really good, uh, I guess base. It for looks the, better. For the... It looks better than Fallout Three. So yeah, well, it, sure. Fallout Three is pretty old now, so it's better. It better look. Yeah, better. but even still, uh, I I still play that game for lots and lots of hours. It's yeah. fun. Um, uh, yeah, it's just been a very very good year. Um, oh. I can't... There's been some disappointments, but uh, for the most part, this year has been. The best I can remember. Trevor Redfern in chat says this year was meh. So Trevor what do you have Redfern to say about that? Trevor Redfern in chat is a fucking idiot. I do. I think that too. I think Trevor Redfern has bad opinions about video games. And uh, no, he's he's kidding. This is all an epic bit. You understand? I hope so. It's an epic bit. Speaking of epic memes, do we want to talk about the, this terrible event? This murder. What the 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 breaking news of today? Yeah, the breaking news. It's of not today. video game related, or at least we yeah, don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe he played that I mean, final well, video he, games. Did you see that he posted about it the four chan? I I heard something about that. Yeah, he did. He said, uh, "People in the northwest like don't 
some of you are okay on here, don't go out. It's sick. There's a whole thread, and it's it's sick. Oh, great. Way to bring the podcast down. I, We're no, having so much thing. fun I, talking about good video games. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just getting old. But <laughs> oh, no. I'm reading, I'm reading this thread, and I'm just thinking, these... These are horrible people, and they are immature and terrible, and need to grow up and get some perspective. Damn. Get a job. Damn. You're too young. You're too young to have thoughts like that. it was terrible. I mean, there, there are people cracking jokes about well, isn't it like 15 ro- people dead. Isn't, isn't it the Robot 9000? Yeah, of course. And, it's, well, yeah. It's all a big joke. It's all. It's like a, literally a bunch of like psychopaths and Here's stuff. Here's this like... Le Pepe picture. Don't you like cute <laughs> memes? Uh, by the way, 15 people are dead. It's yeah. just... Uh, I don't know. It. So, I guess we're going to politics now. Let's do sure. It. Sure, this podcast is about whatever we want it to be about. Yeah, so I, I did, every time one of these happen, I just wonder, like, and I don't really have a strong opinion about gun control, actually, either way. I mean... But it, it's, it's inevitable that this... There's no way that mass killings at this rate can sustain itself for 10 years something will change drastically probably i don't know I, I i the amount of people i've seen talking about this shooting is a lot lower than when we had kind of the the spree of shootings earlier in the year uh i've actually seen less I, i've seen more really yeah i don't know maybe i've maybe i've changed kind of the stuff that i'm looking at or something but like it seems to me like we go through this constant cycle of it's a it's a problem now right now and it's a huge problem and then people stop like any other you know political thing like people it goes through waves of like people caring basically uh and and so, the thing about really, mass shootings is everyone says well it's not going to happen to me and it's not around me and people don't think is, about it very this much this is the first time that i've actually ever thought like this is a serious problem and now i think this is plausible that this could happen to me <laughs> like I don't know what it is. It's yeah. There have been 294 mass killings this year. Yeah, but that uh, that uh, that's such Three a misleading. Plus, that's a misleading thing, it. though. Yeah. It is. It is too liberal uh, a criterion. Yeah, but it, it's it's a lot. <laughs> I, I don't know, and it I, doesn't it, happen anywhere else. So I'm going to say it does happen other places. I mean, China. No, God, China's well, been China whatever. bombed, and people have been getting China's killed. And China. I mean, there's China's, a but there's a lot of places that are having some really fucked up shit happening. That's the thing. China I think a lot of people slit tend a baby's to, throat for a grain of rice. Yeah, a lot of people tend to uh, be really, what's the word for it, uh, egocentric kind of when when it comes to their own country's problems and saying like, well, it's only happening here. And eh, yeah, as far wow. as like mass shootings in public places, yes, it's only happening here. But people killing other people. And sometimes a lot of them is it's not at all a United you States problem. That it's different. These this, these aren't militants for the terrorist cause. These it's it's a different issue. It's uh, it's a slightly though, different issue. But I, it's I mostly think just... it's okay. I think it's okay to raise a fuss about something, and that that doesn't necessarily discredit other more serious issues. I don't think we have to go there. Yeah, and I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying I don't think. I don't think it's as uniquely American as people are making it out to be. It's the reason that people are using guns to do it is because the United States, because of the history of the United States has a lot of guns. A lot of people can get their hands on guns really easily. And it's easy to kill people with guns. It's easier than making a bomb, for example. Uh, And that's, that is, yeah, that is a uniquely American problem because of how America is. Uh, But I, I don't know. It's 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 weird. It's just weird. And I I've I've been looking at. I've looked at a lot of statistics about it and stuff and historical figures and like have have mass shootings really been on the rise? That kind of stuff. And it's really inconclusive and kind of it's weird how little I guess information there is uh, conclusive information there is about that stuff. About like are we are we as a nation just getting crazier and killing more people? Like is that actually happening? I think that's possible. it. Seems like it. It does it seem feels like that it. way. I mean, it's weird. There's always the Jack Thompsons who will say 
you know, video games are causing all these murders, and they're clearly crazy. But when you when you have somebody literally posting about this mass murder they're about to commit on 4chan, you have to at least consider that the insular online the internet is a huge culture yeah. is a breeding ground for unhealthy thoughts. Well, it's like like Japan has been dealing with that for a long yeah, time with their, now. But they're hikikomori. Yeah. At least they're just becoming waste of skin instead but it, of but, yeah people. but it's a legit problem there now it's like it's very, becoming it's a, a huge problem. issue and 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 that's not going to be you know again that right now that's a uniquely japan issue it's not going to be that way forever uh that's going to spread and it's, it's a cultural thing their culture their culture has the the way that their culture was configured it was perfect for the internet to come and do this i think our culture produces different consequences yeah, that we hold guns in a certain regard in our culture, and in a increasingly fuckboy age, I don't know. There's the world is fucked. Things it's, suck right now. Yeah, and the always in the tubes. Yeah, it's all right. It's not, gas is it's gas not. is two dollars. I, I could tell I could t- tell you all about the economy. It's not in the tubes. No, it's not. Have you been Thanks, keeping Obama. up to date? So, did you hear that? Uh, I guess we're getting economic here. Did you hear that the Fed is not um, going to yep. raise interest rates just yet? Yep, I was surprised actually, um, but it's interesting. That's a really weird. Uh, we are trying in... to figure that stuff out is crazy. Well, not... how the interest rates. That's my work. entire. That's my entire study. Is yeah. this stuff, but it we're basically like thirty years off from a normal uh, reserve rate. Like it's it were it's weird, mm-hmm. the the drastic measures that the Fed had to take, uh, it, it we're we're in a weird limbo for many years to come. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. It's it's untapped territory. This has never been done before. Some this monetary policy. Yeah, and and it's God. Yeah, you're right. It's just it's just one of those things where it's like. Yeah, you're creating economic laws almost of because like like you said, it's never been done before, and so we don't really know. That's the thing. That's that's the reason that it's this huge. For weeks before the decision was going to be made, the stock market just kind of froze, and it it fluctuated yeah. Yeah. significantly sometimes because people just had no idea what to think. Nobody knew what to do. It just like people just didn't want to buy or sell. And then one day everyone wanted to sell, and then the next day everyone wanted to buy, and it was, it's just a weird. We're in a weird spot. I I. I I try to educate myself a lot on economics. Are you one of those end the fetters? End the fetters? Oh, you yeah. mean like well, I mean like I'm, Ron Paul and the Fed people. I'm I'm, I'm I'm pretty libertarian when it comes to economics, but not no, not in the Fed, no, at all, not at all that. Uh, but I I I do trade on the stock market a little bit, and so I I I keep up with that stuff, and I try to stay educated about it, and it's. It's complicated, turns out. Weird. It is, it's weird how, how economics is a complicated issue. Um, God, push a shout. Venturing into new territories. For politics, economics. politics and economics. And uh, what else could we talk about? Uh, international like, affairs. Yes. Russia. Russia and the United States are about to start a proxy war in Syria, you know? Also, it's video really, games. It feels weird. It feels like uh, stuff is happening now. Stuff's always world. happening. I know stuff's always happening, but it feels like we're uh, we're entering some kind of new. Not okay, but but chapter. yeah, but not to be not to be to bring the age thing into it again, and not to be a cranky old man when I'm only like two or three years older than you. You're only like thirty four. <laughs> but when I was your age, I remember having that same exact thought, yeah, looking well, at looking at the news and saying, like, I am living in a tumultuous <laughs> time, and everything's changing. It yeah, I'm not I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> I remember uh I was like seventeen or something and I was super into Ayn Rand. I had been introduced Oh boy. No, no, I was fifteen. I was fifteen. I wasn't that horrible. <laughs> I was fifteen, was introduced to Ayn Rand by my um debate coach in high school and I thought like that was the way. Mm-hmm. Like I was a one man, like all that matters is the individual. And then I remember my, one of my teachers once, they just, it wasn't a conversation about Ayn Rand or libertarianism or anything. But he wound up mentioning that when he was 17, 
that's what he thought too. <laughs> and it's just something that people think. And then I was like, you know what? I believe it now, but that probably is true. Yeah. And I know that one day I won't believe it and I'll remember this moment. It's weird to look at yourself yeah. that way. I remember I when I was when I was so I just enjoy it. I just enjoy going through the, the when boiler I was like, plate. When I was like fourteen or fifteen, moments. and this is the case for a ton of people online, when I was like fourteen or fifteen, it was all about atheism. All oh yeah, it. yeah. That Everything was, was my thing. It was just like I, that's I, that's all you care am- about. The amazing atheist, like yeah. fuck Christianity. Don't you realize how illogical it is? Like, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, like, it's not like I disagree with anything that I thought then. It's just the yeah. fact that I was making it such a major part of like yeah, my exactly. thoughts. Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't go looking for a Christian chat room <laughs> to go argue with Christians about God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, man. Age, man. Life, man. Well, this has man. been the Bush to Shout. Push to, push to bush, shout. The Bush to Shout. This has been Push to Shout's new spinoff talking about life issues. Uh, send in your questions and we'll we'll give you advice uh, about about your relationships and about your uh, who you're going to vote for. We'll tell you who to vote for. Mitt here on me. Here on Bush to Shout. This has been episode 49 in the books. We'll be here next week. We'll be here all week. Uh, <laughs> my name is Skip. I'm Brutalcum Powder. It's, it's over. It's over. Bye. <laughs>